Hello, and welcome back to another FAT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, and today we're going to cover a subject that uh, can be looked at different ways, uh, many different views, and that is, you know, the experts out there. Who's an expert? Um, it kind of bothers me that you get on Instagram and you see these bodybuilders who may have gotten into one show, someone won first place in some small state in the physique contest or got first place in middleweight in some small state where there's only two people and all of a sudden they're a bodybuilding expert. Same thing happens in powerlifting and other sports. All of a sudden, they're doing online training and, you know, please uh, hit me up for personal training and diet. And the person is, you know, in their early 20s and really has no history or, I hate to say it, expertise. You've done one show. You've done one contest. I love these instant experts um, as Louis Simmons says, I love, the pe- I love the people that say they know Westside and they've never been there. You're not a, a Westside lifter. Westside Barbell Cal- Club is the most famous barbell club in America, in Columbus, Ohio. And you're only doing Westside if you're at Westside. And it's amazing how every, everyone, these young kids, get in there and they're experts. And part of that's the social media age we're in. But part of it also is the uh, the watering down of uh, common sense, critical thinking, as I've talked about before, um, logic, looking at something objectively and saying, hmm, maybe, and this is the question I should ask, maybe instead of looking for research that validates my point of view, you see this in politics and science all the time, Maybe instead of looking for research that, vol- that, that totally validates my point of view, I should look for research opinions that counter my point of view. Maybe there's something wrong with how I'm thinking. Maybe there's something else out there. Maybe I don't have the right point of view. I don't have the right glasses. I'm seeing the wrong thing. I liken it to those, you know, drawing visual illusions where someone draws in black and white a picture of an old lady, but if you look at it a different way, it's also a young woman. Um, you see these all these times, these, these visual tr- tricks, depending on how you look in. You know, is it a blue dress or a green dress? You know, all the internet stuff that goes out there. Is it white or is it blue? Is it striped or not? And part of that is how our brain processes information. Information comes in according to how you were taught, what filters are put on by your teachers, your preachers, your lifestyle, what you believe, your religion, if you will, your experiences. You're going to believe something or not. And somehow people believe that you're an expert after you've had two bodybuilding or powerlifting shows or one marathon and you're ready to, you know, train the masses. It's amazing. But it also goes in scientific research or even in politics. All you do is flip on the TV and if you want to really, you know, blow your head up, you can turn on like 
say, Fox News or Fox and you're, you see one point of view, flip it back and you go to CNN, you see the opposite point of view. And you can ping pong back and forth and you would think these people were living in two different worlds. Well, they really are in their head. They're living in the confabulation of their own head. Confabulation is a fancy $10 term for, you know, your viewpoint is what you look for. Your brain's very, very efficient. It's always looking to save energy and neurotransmitters and resources. The mind, which is a, a construct of your biological efficient tissue called the brain, your mind is always looking for continuity, congruency. So this biological tissue called the brain, your nervous system, is looking for efficiency. It creates something called the mind so you can interpret your internal external environment and make sense of other people around you and other things. Your mind sometimes will play tricks on you because some things, they aren't real. I remember I had a friend who uh, noticed, you know, he, he's been married a while and his wife, he thought, loved him to death and noticed that she was being a little elusive. She would say, hey, you know, I'm going to Target and then would come back with a Walmart bag. Hey, I'm going out with a friend and then would run into, you know, a male friend at church and say, oh, yeah, it was good seeing you the other day. And he starts saying, well, things weren't weren't matching up. And he hired a private investigator and found that she was meeting people. There was no weird photos or no touching or anything, but meeting men and they're sitting there having talking and laughing and exchanging boxes. And, you know, he started saying, okay, that's it. You know, I think she's having an affair. And he got an attorney, got all his T's crossed, his eyes dotted, said, I guess after 30 years, she's done with me. It's been a long time. We got married young. What's going on? Comes home and said, I'm going to tell her I want a divorce. Bus opened the door. Surprise. He had just turned 50 that day. It's his 50th birthday party. Surprise. His wife, who loved him to death, went and found his old high school friends and old college friends and old coaches and got his letterman jacket or put a letterman jacket together. In his hand was the documents from the divorce attorney. Thank God, you know, he never said anything. He put him in the closet. He asked me what to do. And I go, you shred him and you apologize. And you don't tell her right away. I would tell her a little bit at a time. You know, but she's going to be mad because she was working behind the scenes, doing phone calls, being elusive because he, she didn't want to ruin this huge surprise of a hundred guests and all these things she did. His viewpoint was objective. He saw her being elusive and all that, but his processing was subjective, meaning it wasn't, it wasn't part of reality. And most of the time we want our objective processing to match our subjective experience. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Like I was saying, you know, your brain is always going to try to match your world. If you think everybody is against you, you will find people against you. If you think the world is rosy and you may hate those people, you will find rosy friends and, you know, the people that are happy and they will go away. As you think, so you are. You've heard this before, but it's really deeper than that. It really has to do with the processing of the mind and the information going in. So why is that important? 
Well, let's go back to earthquakes. Fred, why are you linking all this weird stuff? For centuries, millennia, we used to think earthquakes were caused by, I don't know, giants and gods bouncing on the land. This giant's mad at me. And it took until like 1760 when uh, Reverend John Mitchell said, maybe it's the movement of the rocks on the earth. There's stress, and it was called the elastic rebound theory. That theory from before the Revolutionary War held scientific weight until the 1900s. I'm not kidding. Someone before the Revolutionary War, where if you lived in North America and you had you spoke English, you were British, not American yet, there was no America. That was the scientific theory. Why? Because no one questioned it. And they kept looking for evidence that backed the, this theory, that there was movement of rocks and they stressed and they bopped. I'm telling you, it, it, it blows my mind because there's lots of observation of plate tectonics. Remind you of your fifth grade science class, plate tectonics means that our whole earth here, the, the crust, is floating. There's several plates that are floating on a liquid hot mantle underneath. And that's why there's shifting of the continents. And when these two plates come together, that's a fault line, they cause a lot of stress, rubbing friction. You get volcanoes, you get earthquakes. But that's how the earth goes. It's, it, you know, you just got to imagine the, these uh, plates moving around like a jigsaw puzzle and they bang into each other once in a while underneath the earth. That's our understanding of earthquakes in the movement of, uh, of the, the tectonic plates. Why is that important? Well, because our viewpoint was so wrong. And for hundreds of years, we're looking for what? Well, a little more than, a little less than you know, hundreds of years. Since 1760 to like the 1900s. So, you know, we're starting to think up until like World War II, it may be something different. Yes, we invented the atom bomb before we really held on to plate tectonics. I'm not kidding you. It drives me crazy. Why? Because it's about viewpoints. We're talking about human nature. So what if you had chronic pain? What if you thought that that whole idea was to cover up chronic pain, like women in childbirth? Let's just give them um, an epidural because it's so painful and I've never had a, a, a baby and I don't have to make that choice, thank God. But Let's just cover up the pain. There was times where they used to knock them out with uh, anesthesia in the 1950s and 60s so they didn't have to feel anything. I'm not kidding. It's crazy. So they would knock them out. And they found out that moms who did not connect with that baby, either through the pain or having the baby laid on them right away when they used to whisk them around, there was problems with that mom connecting with the baby. We found out later in the last 20, 30 years, there's a huge release of oxytocin. It helps the placenta come out. And oxytocin is a social bonding neurotransmitter that helps you connect with that kid and the kid with you. Wow, that's amazing. It's not magic. It's not energetic. It's science. It's just biology, people. Well, we didn't see it that way. We didn't look because we were looking for things that validated our viewpoint. Take chronic pain, chronic low back pain, neck pain, headaches, orthopedic trauma. I just had a shoulder surgery in September. Six nice uh, calcium screws screwed in there. I, I mean, I have bottles of this oxycodone and painkillers around. Didn't use it. I wanted my body to feel the pain. Why? 
so my nervous system will connect to it, know that there was a problem there, and send my immune system. You have to use signals. You have to have the master controller called your brain, know things are there, and start healing it. Yeah, I used ice, but I didn't use these these super painkillers, which disconnect you from the body part that needs to be healed. And a lot of these painkillers, that's what they do. Now, through evolution and time, our bodies know that that should hurt. You have six screws in your humerus. It should hurt. Well, what if you cover it up? Guess what? You ramp up the pain. Your innate intelligence in your body knows that there should be pain there. And it ramps it up. How's it do that? Lowers your pain threshold. So you become more sensitive. Yes, more sensitive to pain. So you have to take more oxycodone and more for a lesser amount of pain. What does that mean? What does that have to do with plate tectonics and earthquakes? Because we did not understand that lowering, that giving you a painkiller lowered your body's communication from the part that was injured and needed to be healed to the master controller, your brain and nervous system. And lowering that, that, that signal, that communication, quieted it down and you didn't know it was there. So you can't heal here and you can't bring the immune system to heal the part. You dumbed it down. You're dumbing down your immune system or your healing system. And you wonder why people have chronic pain. Now, that's real important to understand because for your health, you have to make sure, am I just covering up something and I need my body to know and heal that area? I need to know what's going on there. And I don't mean just consciously so, you know, you need to know your foot and knee hurts so you don't walk on it and you avoid certain activities. I'm talking unconsciously, the part of your body you can't control, which is your immune system going there and healing it, healing the tissues, taking out the garbage, the torn up tissues out through the, the vasculature and putting better products in there and rebuilding. So maybe we have to start thinking about why are we taking the painkiller? Because we have to perform on the football field, we're getting paid that day or we have to get through that day? I can understand that. Being an, an, an ex-single dad, I understand trying to get through the day no matter what. But chronically, all the time, covering up the pain, if there's no structural damage, that there's no way this area could heal, you know, terminal cancer, horrible stories that you have to cover, you cover up the pain just to get through the next day. I can understand that. I've worked uh, in pain clinics. I've seen horrible stuff. I've been in hospice. I've seen it. It's horrible. And thank God for these powerful painkillers. But for a sprained ankle, a sprained knee, a headache, maybe we need to reassess and find out a different viewpoint. Now, yeah, you take your, your opioids and you feel great. So now your brain tells you, keep taking more opioids because it covers it up. Your mind's looking for continuity, congruency. So you really will hoodwink yourself. Your mind will say, these are good because I can get through my day. It's not seeing the unconscious, what? That you're not healing. You're not even focused on healing. And that's what we want to start focusing on as a society. How do we heal ourselves? Not just political divisions and all that, but if all you do are you're stuck in the box, the viewpoint that, you know, this is science, this is the way it is. It can't be under any other way. 
your your mind, which is a product of your beautiful nervous system brain, will help you find those points of reference, those data points, the sensory information to validate your viewpoint. The best scientists, their got their job, the best scientists, is to look for things that disprove their pet theories. I believe this strongly, then go look for something else. This is what I know is true. Go look for something that disproves it. Do the research, dig into it. And if your theory disproves the, the biggest prevailing counter theory to you, then you're doing good. You found the truth. So maybe start thinking outside the box. Maybe there's something more I can do for my health besides, you know, pain pills. Maybe there's acupuncture, chiropractic, nutrition, exercise, yoga, positive thinking. Maybe you need to go back to your medical doctor if you like allopathy. That's a fancy word for for modern medicine. If you like allopathy, I'm not saying get out of it. They're functional um, medical doctors. Go get some more blood work. Maybe the MD you're working with, you know, they can be fine for certain conditions, but they don't realize where their blind spots are and they haven't referred you out. Ask for a referral. Continue to ask for a referral. I know I always want to refer. My job is to prove myself wrong. That is a good scientist. That is a good clinician. And when you do all the tests, not guessing, you test, and you look outside the box, and the majority of the information proves what you're feeling, your subjective feeling on the subject, your assessment, and all the objective findings outside match it, then that's what you want to work with. Your point of view has to make sense. And no, you're not an expert. Just by definition, if you've had two lifting meets or two contests or, you know, read Dr. Google for six hours late on a Sunday night about your condition, go to the experts who've dealt with it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Go to someone who holds world records, has the titles. Go to people who've been on the cover of the magazines. That's what you need to start looking for. And when you start looking for experts like that and interacting like that with coaches like that, you want to work with people that are constantly trying to refine and improve their assessment techniques and are not sitting back and saying, what I thought 10 years ago still holds true. There has to be a refinement too any foundational philosophy or scientific theorem. And you won't be like the scientists just before World War I thinking a ridiculous theory for earthquakes and not understanding how the world really works. Yeah, we understand that we got rid of flat earth eh, several hundred years ago. But, you know, five... 400, 500 years ago, but we really haven't understand it, the world underneath our feet, the earth underneath our feet until the generation of your grandfather. And that's only because people stopped looking. There were plenty of earthquakes happening. There was plenty of evidence for shifting of the continents and shifting of land, but no one took a measurement. Why? Because They weren't looking for something that disproved their pet theories. Think outside the box.
And if you need some health issues, you have health problems, go to someone who thinks outside the box and a coach who can help you with that. And this has been another Fact Podcast episode on demand. Yes, this was on demand by a suggestion of a listener. And if you have any suggestions, go ahead and give them. I'd love to hear your suggestions.